Welcome to the J Free the Geek podcast here at uh, 59 Media. I am your host, J Free. Um, in the studio, we have my co host, uh, part time co host. He'll be rotating in and out, but we have KB. What's up? And a uh, special guest uh, from Whatever Bro, uh, <laughs> Joe Amaral. The Joe Amaral. The Joe yes. Amaral. Yeah. Okay. Get it right, Jeff. But okay. I'm, I'm different here. All right. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be. Different. I take I take uh, orders from you. Well, well, I wouldn't say orders, but it's one of those things where when I'm the sound guy on your show, I'm basically the background guy, and you guys are you know the talent. This yep. is gonna be kind of you run shit here. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Bottom pretty line. much. Pretty okay. much. Yeah. I'm, but, at, I'm at your disposal. Yay! Uh, excellent. Okay. Um, <laughs> couple things. Uh, just some housekeeping that I want to take care of. Uh, just to let everyone know, the listeners, what this podcast is gonna be about. Um. I'm a child of the 90s. I was born in the 80s, but you know, through all of that, I grew up with with comic books and superheroes and television shows, bad, you know, 90s sitcom, TGIF, all that stuff. It's going to be a little bit of everything. What are you a geek for? Because anyone can be a geek for anything. So we're going to free the geek on this podcast. So we're going to talk about things that we're very passionate about, things we enjoy, whether they be from childhood or a little bit later uh, on in life. So you know, again, if you're and we'll get into this a little bit more with you, Joe. But, you know, um, I do want to plug, you know, whatever bro is it, whateverbro.com? Uh, yeah, what, it's uh, whateverbrofilms.com. Okay. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk, you know, a little Appreciate bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we don't have any <laughs> listeners yet, but as we grow, but no, you it's will. one of those things, you know, um, I, I definitely want to plug, you know, things you're passionate about. So, obviously, you and Scotty, you know, make these videos and yep. whatnot. And, uh, you know, you have, you, you enjoy making. Uh, com- comedic videos for lack of a better term comedy yep. uh you do comedy shows from time to time you have your own podcast now obviously also on the uh 59 media family um so just real quick how did you kind of get into that as far as making videos like uh it, it was really kind of an accident we were just like uh, i'm trying to think of what we used back then we just had these old flip cams we're like ah, oh, let's we were always into comedy but we used to film with my parents like a uh, big camcorder and then that's where it started. We're like, wow, we can actually make some funny content here. Uh, then we, you know, we progressed to flip cams and eventually posted it on the Internet. But all we care about is just getting laughs. That's really all we've been. We're nerds for comedy. Right. You're nerds for what? The 90s? Yeah, the 90s comic book superheroes, you know, obviously like stuff that I'll also be talking about, um, you know, things currently like Game of Thrones, with The Walking Dead, things along that nature, too, that are on television. But very um, either fantasy or comic based, as well as you know, I'll tr- probably drop the occasional like Ducktales reference or Chippendales rescuing. <laughs> you, you better, yeah, yeah. You know, um, we'll also probably you know if we do take breaks and I want to play a theme song, you know, that, that can I, be. I'm totally fine with that. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so just to uh, kind of give a format for the show of what I, I'd like this show to be. Um, typically, we're going to talk a little bit about industry news. Um, do a little bit of a review. Uh, today, we'll be talking. Um, about Captain America Civil War. So spoilers, everyone. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's only been out for like oh, less than a week as of uh, 
when you're going to be hearing this when it releases on Friday. So how many times have you seen it? Uh, three times. Three, three. times. Yeah. I'm how impressed. about you? Uh, two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Two and okay, a half. How that half. happened? <laughs> uh, I started in a, a bootleg internet one uh, and I didn't finish it. Uh, Buffering. You know, <laughs> I hate when that happens. Yeah, me too. Um, there's a couple other things that we're going to be doing. Um, I also, toward the end of the podcast, I'm going to do a, a little segment that I like to call the final countdown. Um, essentially, what that's going to be is I'm going to go through and we're going to make some lists with whoever my guest is going to be. So the top five uh, Marvel movies or the top 10 superhero ah, movies, if you want to bring in. I like that. The, you know, the Batman flicks or the Superman flicks or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, so we'll prepare that ahead of time. I have one that I pulled from a source right now. We'll go through that a little bit later. Um, but we're going to really start with, uh, I want to go through the, uh, Captain America Civil War movie, if that's cool with you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So again, I want to mention spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We're going to be talking about a lot of different <laughs> things here. Um, so first and foremost, uh, before the movie even started, they were, they were advertising it pretty well. Like whose side are you on team cap team Iron Man? Oh yeah. They did a great job with that. Yeah. Well, let me, let me just first ask what, what side <laughs> prior to seeing the movie, what side were you on? I personally was Team Cap from the get-go. Okay. I didn't even need the commercials and the, the pump-up. Okay, KB? Yeah, I was Team Cap Okay, well. see, yeah. I, was, I was Team Iron Man, which what is not, Why? Because it's, it's, it makes sense from when you see those commercials, you see all that destruction they cause. Like, somebody needs to do... Like, if they're just taking off <laughs> and not... You're getting, that guy who's like, someone needs to take responsibility <laughs> for this. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. You mean you're like Batman in this... Superman movie? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly, exactly. The less we say about that, the better, because I, I was yeah. not a fan of that. Film. Yeah, we that, won't talk about that. Well, we might have to bring it up at some point, because it annoyed me. Okay, but, so, yeah. well, we can rant on that, too. Yeah, yeah, later. Okay, um, so, yeah, so let's uh, let's get right into it, then. Uh, first of all, thoughts on how the movie handled Spider-Man? You first. Uh, very well. Um, I, I, I did like seeing, you know, Peter Parker at, at a younger age. Um, I thought it was a little bit out of out of time, just a little bit for me. Um, seeing Aunt May be so young, I thought that was a little <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and a little a little hot. Yeah, she, yeah. she was hot. She, she's a, she wasn't your your grandfather's Aunt May. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This this wasn't to, this wasn't Tobey Maguire's. No, no, no Aunt this wasn't Tobey Maguire's Aunt May. Um, overall, I, I really liked it. Um, the Peter Parker developing his own, you know, uh, web webbing web shooters. Yeah. Amazing, ama- mm-hmm. amazing idea. Um, you know, I, I think the, the I, I like the, the Tony Stark connection now with this and we don't have an origin story yet. We have plenty of room to build and, on that. And later I don't think I don't think they're going to do it. And if they story. don't and if they don't, that's fine. Yep. I, it's it's starting in a great place. Yeah. And I think that's what I appreciate about it the most. The only the only thing that I wasn't, um, you know, so sold on was the costume. OK, so it was, oh, really? Just, yeah. The costume was really. I, I, I just thought it was. I, yeah, I thought it, pulled, it, it, it really kind of uh, it, it seemed a little a little too animated to me like gotcha. you know so, so you think it was more just more it wasn't necessarily the costume it was more cg the cgi yeah the it. cgi of it probably could have been done a little bit yeah better. i mean the costume okay. the costume was like kind of like an homage to the the steve ditko yep. uh version when he was drawn in the comics so with the eyes being you know yeah a little bit thicker and whatnot that was definitely um an homage to that but it was it was i i loved it i think uh, i agree with you as far as him being young and I, we kind of uh kb and i that's going to be his nickname by the way kevin KB. KB, uh we're going to be um we were talking about it, and you think about it. For the other two Spider-Man franchises that have come out in the last 20 years or so, um, it was Tobey Maguire and then Andrew Garfield. And mm-hmm. both of them, to me, cannot uh, convincingly play a high school student. I agree. So, you know, and Spider-Man, t- to start off, should be you know in high school. And, and that's the thing. I think that both movies kind of skipped him in the high school almost and been like, mm-hmm. okay, it's my last year. It's my senior year. Now I'm in college or I'm college-bound. 
And mm-hmm. to me, it's like Spider-Man's great when he doesn't have a driver's license yet and he can still swing around town. Yeah. Um, but Joe, uh, what do you think as far as uh, the way they handled his character? I loved how young he was. I wasn't expecting that. Even his voice, like it almost sounds like it hasn't gone through pu- puberty <laughs> yet, which which was cool. I was like, wow, like this kid, it's a perfect moment to start Spider-Man from scratch and at a different age. I feel like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire were kind of the same age, kind of the same maturity. It was almost the same character. I wasn't a, a huge fan of that, but um, I didn't... The only thing I didn't like was um, how they sort of rushed it into the Civil War movie. It was kind of mm-hmm. just like, oh, Tony, I know a guy. I'm going to go meet up with this kid and his mom out of the blue. Right. and I'm That's all I, I really didn't like about it. I'm curious as to how they're going to handle that because uh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in the Spider-Man movie. Heard that. Home so I'm right. wondering if they're going to kind of talk about how he knew that like you know obviously tony stark has tech all over the place and yeah he'd be able to find him but that was like the one little glaring thing that like i had so not to compare it to batman versus superman but i thought you there better was not, yeah. so many plot holes in that movie compared to the only little thing i could really pick apart that was how did tony stark know yeah about but I, if they if they can explain that um you know, we already have a base for Tony with his technology. I mean, we've had three Iron Man movies, two Avengers movies, so we know what he's about. I, I do like Tony as the connector. Like, I like that he's there connecting, you know, Avengers or whatever to Spider-Man because mm-hmm. he's like this tech guy. Spider-Man's right. supposed to be a smart kid. So I, I thought it was good how they did that. A right. mentor kind of thing. Coming exactly. Up. Yeah. And, and the thing the thing about it, um, two things which I thought tied to the Civil War uh, comics and Spider-Man actually in general um, so in the first Spider-Man series with Tobey Maguire, they made his web shooting organic. Mm-hmm. It was, it was yes. part, yes. which, you know, in the comics, it was always, and this is a, a thing they used to go to a lot in the comics where Spider-Man would be swinging. All of a sudden he'd run out of web fluid, like halfway through his swing and be like, oh crap, now what do I do? So it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of interesting that they could hark back to that now. And then the new series, like where it was organic, it was just, you know, be part of his body now that he's actually inventing the the web shooters and the fluid that he uses which i love the little throwaway line from tony stark as well about like the tensile strength of it yeah um really really cool and it's just it just again you don't have to reinvent spider-man tell a third origin story in the last 20 years we know we know his story we know who he is we know he got bitten by the spider yeah there's been so many yeah just go forward and, and okay it's a different spider-man but this origin story is going to be the same Uncle Ben is dead. He's living with, you know, hot Aunt May, who, who's like, you know. How many times does Uncle Ben have to die before we have a good Spider-Man movie? Well, uh, if we don't see an origin story, two. <laughs> two. I will say, though, the Toby ones did very well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, I don't think the third one was all that no. great, but no. the one with uh, yeah, third the, the second one with uh, Dr. Octopus is, is yes. highly regarded as probably until the Marvel movies came around. One of the best. Probably the best superhero movie of all time. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so uh, any uh, and then the other thing is in the Civil War comics. Um, so for those uh, uh, Joe and just to kind of like set the stage, you're not as familiar with the, the comic book realm as you are with like the the, the movie. I occasionally itself. do some research. I'm not familiar uh, with a lot of it though. But the comic book world is so vast. I feel like there's so much to it. Yeah. Um, so it, it, even if I wanted to, how difficult would it be to um, catch up on comic book? Yeah, there's, there's there's definitely uh, some apps. Um, there's Marvel Unlimited, which is basically all, it's an online where you can just pay. I forget how much it is per month, but 
basically you have a whole catalog of all like the back issues and stuff like that. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but the point I want to make is in the actual Civil War, it happened a little bit similarly. Um, basically, there was a team that was a superhero team of young kids. They were filming. They were also like filming a reality show at the same time. And then something went down and uh, an explosion happened, killed some kids. And uh, the government had to sanction, okay, we need you, you superheroes. You can't just run amok without any, you know, um, basically blame. So we need to, like, give your identities to the government, and then we can hold you accountable should it be, ha- should it be happening. So Iron Man was still pro, pro-registration. Cap was against it. But he convinced Spider-Man to reveal his identity to the world as Peter Parker. And then he gave him his own Iron Man-themed spider suit. So gotcha. it kind of pays a little homage to both the story and then does its own thing where Spider-Man has his own suit designed by Tony Stark. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was a nice touch. They were like, uh, in the YouTube, they showed YouTube videos in Civil War. Yeah. And it was just him with a red sweatsuit and goggles. And and I liked I liked the <coughs> goggle explanation because it kind of like tied into a spider sense. He says, like, everything's so like sensitive around me now. Yeah. This helps me focus. And I thought that was a cool little... Yeah, the, like the six month thing. I like it. He's how he was like. This has only been happening in the last six months. Yeah. So you know, like the story's fresh, mm-hmm. and who knows? They can go anywhere with the homecoming movie. Right. And and I think I like the title too, homecoming, because uh, Sony giving up the uh, the rights, uh, or not giving up the rights, but working together with Marvel to make this movie instead of just you know mm-hmm. being solo and screwing up the story. Well, it's exactly. also nice too because it might open up some other collaborations down the road. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Um, okay, so as far as teams go. So Team uh, Iron Man, we had Tony Stark, obviously, War Machine, Vision, Spider-Man, Black Widow, and the Black Panther. And on Team uh, Cap, we had Captain America, Winter Soldier, Falcon, Hawkeye, Ant-Man, and the Scarlet Witch. Of those teams, which do you think were the strong, was the stronger of the two as far as characters? And then did you have a particular favorite character on either team? Obviously, spoiler alert again, huge fight at the airport, which I thought was the best scene, the best. By the way, how the- long did, did it seem like that lasted? Like it, 25 minutes? Yeah, pretty least? much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seemed it went on for a while. But like, you know, when you're excited about it, it goes by way too fast. I could have sat through another 20, 25 minutes of that, too. Yeah. Uh, Scarlet Witch for me. The power that she showed in this shows where her powers are going. Are you sure the it's things- not just Elizabeth, Ol- Elizabeth Olsen? She's my favorite man. Wow. Maybe a little bit. The Olsen twins' uh, little sister. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. hot. Why didn't yeah, I like is. the Olsen twins that much? Because they look like skeletons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, the, the the Scarlet Witch just the powers, and and I'm interesting to interested to see where the the dynamic between her and Vision goes. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, that's a good point you bring up. First off, the team I thought was most powerful, I guess, was uh, Team Iron Man. Simply because of Vision. When yeah. you have a, a mind Well, that stone. was the thing. Vision seemed to be underpowered in this. He yeah. didn't seem to really do a lot. Yep. And I wonder if he was holding back because of her. I, yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Well, he, I, I wouldn't say he was neutral, but he seems like um, he has to judge just based yes. on his own education. I don't yeah. even know what you would call it. So he yeah. can't. He can't just go out and destroy people. He he doesn't even understand emotions yet. Exactly. So yeah, it's 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 a tougher it's a tougher situation for him. This movie though showed that maybe he's developing those emotions, emotions right? and that was the point. That's what I'm saying. So with Scarlet Witch, where he was trying to keep her indoors, I don't think it was just Iron Man holding telling him yep. to hold her there. I think it was he was legitimately concerned yeah, about he's her. Like, What's right? Which is weird, you know, for him at this point, and um. You know, for for people that are currently reading comics, Vision now has his own comic and his own family, and we see a lot of these emotions. So I'm just curious to see where they go with that. Yep. 
that I did not know. See, I'm not up to date with my Marvel comics. Oh, the Vision comics amazing. Is it? Is it good? He is his own family in DC. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, wow. it's, it's really good. It's one of the best reads Marvel has right now. Crazy. Well, that's a very cool. I, I personally, I loved the Ant-Man um, in that scene just because I get to see a little bit of giant Ant-Man as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because uh, Hank Pym in the comics uh, was both, I believe, Ant-Man and Giant-Man. Um, and Scott Lang, you know, obviously took over that mantle. So it's kind of cool, just like another throwback to, to that as well. And I thought that was kind of cool. And just I'm a big fan of Paul Rudd. Yes, he's, he's awesome. Oh, I yeah. think he's just a, like a cool. Perfect like, for that. Character. Yeah. Every man yeah. type of. And he's just he's a little bit sarcastic and he's just he's a little out there. And I just think it's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know there were rumors of it. That, you know, if you go researching uh, before Civil War came out, you'll get the rumors that Giant Man might show up. But I wasn't expecting him to show up like he did in the middle of the airport scene. He's just like, let's blow up and <laughs> destroy shit. And yeah. it, it was a nice twist. I feel like each character had their own part, but they played, They each played a big role in the movie. Yeah, I, and I think, I think that's kind of a, uh, a, a nod to the, the Russo brothers who directed it. Um, they directed a couple episodes of the TV show Community, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, they did... Uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. They're doing Civil War. Uh, they did Civil War, and then they're doing the uh, the new, the next Avengers parts wow. one and two. Yeah. So they're gonna be they're gonna be helming that. And I think uh, the fact that you know a lo- each character, even like Hawkeye, like I think Hawkeye was the one character that got the least amount of screen time. And even when he did, though, what he did was powerful in it. You mm. know, yeah, it was a good balance yeah. of seeing all these characters, yeah. which is something that's hard to pull off when you're dealing with that oh, yeah. many personalities and that many interacting stories. And that's the so, first thing you think of yeah. with a with an Avengers movie, with Civil War, yeah. you're like, how are they going to juggle all these characters? Well, well, and that's that's the rumor for the next Avengers, right? 68 or something, There's heroes to be, yeah, or I, villains. Or, it's going to be tough. Yeah. I, so. I, don't, I don't know how they're going to do it unless the movie's like three to four hours long. But it's Well, I, I know they're doing parts one and two. So if they, yeah. if they film it as four four hours or five hours yeah. and they do two and a half hours a piece, I think uh, they get done. it'll be good. Um, and actually, KB and I were talking. Uh, when you saw it in the theaters, did you see any previews for any other Marvel movies? Did you see the Doctor Strange yes, preview? Yes, I saw Doctor Strange. So I think that is probably where we're going to see the next Infinity yeah, Stone. Stone. Um, is going to be part of that yep. movie. So Thanos will probably get his hands on that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we're going to wait till the next Guardians. Um, but I just think it's going to be interesting. I'm curious how many more movies we have before the next Avengers flick because first part of the Avengers is supposed to be, I believe, is it 2017 or is it 2018? I thought it was 18. Okay, so that yeah, we still, have, we still have two years. Okay. And I think Captain yeah. Marvel is slated for 2019. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that a little yeah. bit later too. Um, so my last, my last bit that I want to talk about Captain America uh, Civil War, I don't want to spoil too much, but we have to talk about the twist at the end. Yeah. Um, mm. So I did not really see that coming. I, I had thoughts in the back of my head, like uh, certain things. Um, and again, same spoilers, <laughs> spoilers, mm. spoilers. Um, so the, the movie starts off with uh, 1991 um, and it shows uh, Winter Soldier basically blowing the tires of a car, stealing something out of the back of it. The car crashes into a tree head on going pretty damn fast. Yep. Um, you know, and we, we keep going back to that. We're made to believe that. All we need to see that scene for is the fact that there's five other Winter Soldiers on top of the Winter Soldier that we know, um, and because that's the the chemical that he's stealing was to create five more Winter Soldiers. So we think that's what it has to be about. Then you know we see another scene in the movie, and then when we start getting introduced to Tony Stark, we see a virtual reality shot of him when he was younger, 
Which and looked great, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I loved amazing. how they, right? they de-aged. Great how it was delivered. Yeah, yeah they de-aged him, what, like probably 20 years, 25 years, you'd yeah. say? Um, he looked fantastic. He was doing this whole bit, and he was – Tony Stark, as we know him now, was in the background after the fact. Um, but he basically said, this is the last time that I saw my parents. Um, they made a reference to it being uh, his mother or his father. I can't remember, but he, uh, Tony was only coming around via Christmas time, and that's the only time he got to really see his parents as he was away for school. So, again, if you're not thinking of that – like it doesn't even pop in your head. So, uh, Helmet Z- uh, Zemo, who is the the big yep. villain, um, which again I didn't I like he didn't, how he didn't become Baron Zemo in there. So it's like they, Commander or something. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's it's pretty cool. Like in every character, even the villain, you can kind of feel like feel for him. Like you you can empathize. Like this guy from the Avengers, you know, went the events of uh, Avengers Two: Age of Ultron. This whole city fell down and killed his father, his wife, and yep. his his little yeah. son. This wasn't Strucker. Strucker was just like right. hell bent on yeah. Hydra. This is Zemo. Totally different story. Right. Like completely a, emotional. Yeah, tied. To so character. it's like to me, it's like that's what the movie did so well. Is you can you can see Cap's side, you can feel for him, you can you can feel Iron Man's side, Tony Stark. You can feel, you can understand where he's coming from, and then you can even see from the villain's standpoint. And that's to me what makes a good villain is if you can empathize with them and see. The reason they're not looking at world domination, they're not looking. He just wants to tear the Avengers apart. Yep. Anyway, that all ties in together because uh, Zemo is basically le- you led you're led to believe that Zemo is looking to activate these other five Winter Soldiers, and it draws both Iron Man, Captain America, and the Winter Soldier, um, you know, to the compound in I believe it was Moscow or he flew into Moscow, but it was somewhere in Russia, and um, essentially, basically, all the five Winter Soldiers are dead. He killed them all. He just wanted them there. That, so was, a, that was a twist. I was yeah, not expecting, I was not that, expecting that. that. But then he played the tape from the report that he got initially from the Winter Soldier, the, the, the uh, report file, and he was playing the tape, and it came out, it was December 16th, 1991, and it shows that car crash. And that's when I put two and two together, and I was like, oh, oh shit, like, yep. that's around Christmas time when Stark parents took mm-hmm. off and he said that's the last time and i was like they're gonna play this that the winter soldier killed yep. stark's parents and now it has a reason for uh stark to hate the winter soldier but the other big twist that i did not see coming is that captain america knew about it yeah that's mm. the biggest thing Agreed. That, that's that caused the biggest yeah. uh schism between the two the two sides they make mention of it in winter soldier i don't know if mm-hmm. you remember when uh uh uh, Zola, Arnim Zola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they show them in like the bank, uh, where it's like it's it's like the basement of some army barracks. Yeah, the old bunker. Yeah, yeah. And it shows that his brain is inside of yep, his computer. Yep. He they mention it quick through the footage um, that Winter Soldier like may have been responsible for this accident yeah. that his dad was in. They just do like a quick newspaper yeah. clipping. But I kind of remembered that, and I was like, I wonder if they're going to bring that up here yeah. as Winter Soldier possibly causing that accident, which they did. I wasn't, I didn't know that they were going to deliver it like that, it, like right at the it end. It was delivered very powerful. Yes, in a very powerful manner. You know, I mean, it was just, it was so shocking <laughs> to see the look on that. Yeah, and I think, I think it kind of threw every, like the people that didn't put it together it threw it kind of for a loop because storyline wise, Stark and Captain America are at odds. Uh, you know, once Captain America believes that these other Winter Soldiers are going to be activated and then Tony actually believes him, he pretty much turns on what he believes in as far. And he's like, OK, I'm going to break my code as far as signing these Sarkovia, you know, protocols. And I'm going to go help Cap. And when he does that, he does that only to get stabbed in the back. And I'm like, OK, that's that's mm. just that's a great storytelling mechanism and a twist I did not see coming. Yeah. But 
The other thing I really, really um, enjoyed, and to kind of to your point, Joe, is how, again, the writing of this movie, how they integrated all the other Marvel films into this. Because they even mentioned, you know, uh, when General Ross came in and said, where's uh, Thor and Banner? Yeah. They're going to have their own movie. So that could be happening simultaneously. Yep. Um, another spoiler alert, obviously, um, and you shouldn't be listening to this. Come on, spoilers all around. <laughs> um, they're in the raft, and all the team Captain America, other than uh, Winter Soldier and Cap, are arrested and placed in this detention center to call it the raft. It's in the middle of the Oh, ocean. yeah. Yep. Um, even when uh, Stark goes through and he's, he's seeing everybody, uh, Ant-Man there, uh, Paul Rudd, uh, Hank Pym's, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Scott Lang. I couldn't even yeah. think of it. Yep. Scott Lang comes in and says, uh, Hank Pym said never trust a Stark, and that ties back to the Ant-Man movie. I like that. Yeah. It, was, it was so good because, you know, obviously Hank Pym knew – uh, Howard Stark, Tony's father, and it was just—it was just. They, such they a sort good. of went behind Pym's back, and yeah, I, I like—I yeah. do like how they went back to Ant Man. They, they tied it all. They tied it all together. And obviously, it, it has very close ties to Avengers Two, Age of Ultron. Um, so, there. And all in all, I thought it was probably my favorite movie as far as the Avengers centric is definitely Winter Soldier. But I think mm-hmm. this is right there. It's like flip of a coin. Yeah, you know, between between those two, my favorite personal as far as outside of that, I do like Ant-Man, but I think Guardians of the Galaxy just happens yeah. to be my favorite cuz it's just that, it's, that was it's amazing. silly, it's amazing. If you it's, can make a tree and a raccoon work and, and be like yeah. the two best parts of yeah. the movie. I, I thought it was going to be like the the tra- I looked at the trailer, I was like, the trailer to Guardians actually looks amazing. The music, like it looked yeah. funny, but I just but before all that, I was like, I don't know if this is gonna work with the talking the, raccoon. The soundtrack really pulled it off. Yeah, for that movie, yeah. like the, it was perfect. That mm-hmm. '70s soundtrack. I mean, I I have that soundtrack. I play in my car all the time. It's, oh yeah, it's it's amazing. It's great. A I like of, like even the cassette tape. Yeah, they just they they, uh, they were all in. It. They were all in. Yep, they promoted it so yeah. well. And, and then at the end of that movie, he found another cassette tape that his mother gave. So I'm curious to see what's on that one Volume for the next two, movie. For yeah. The next movie, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So that's uh, any other closing thoughts? Any other thoughts on Captain America before we uh, move on? Uh, just I would give it an A plus. Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple of complaints, but overall, it was what I expected. I expected it to be great. Do you want to air any of those grievances? Are there any of those complaints? Uh, Do you have any? I think I mentioned all of them. Okay. Basically, I, just the the rush with Spider Man. That was pretty much it. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Moving on. Um, I want to just talk a little bit about this, and I know uh, KB wants to talk a little bit about this too, because um, he might have a little bit of a different perspective, but. I want to talk about uh, some industry news. And I, uh, Joe, I don't know if you want to stick around for this. or, or what? Yeah, I'll, I'll stick around for a little bit. Um, so Kevin Feige, uh, this is from uh, via SuperheroHype.com. Kevin Feige said that uh, Marvel Studios is, quote, unquote, committing to a Black Widow solo movie. Um, so just to read this uh, little news article here, it says, Captain America Civil War marks the fifth time that Scarlett Johansson has played Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. the Black Widow, in a Marvel Studios movie. And the cry for her own solo film has never been louder. Promises have been made over years, over the years, but now speaking with Deadline, Marvel Studio President Kevin Feige says the studio is committed to making a solo film for the character in the future. Uh, he says, we've announced the next nine movies, ten counting Civil War, through the end of 2019. Where we go beyond that are ongoing discussions that we'll focus on in the next few years because we have a lot to do before then. Of the characters that you've just mentioned, I would say certainly the one creatively and emotionally that we are most committing to doing is uh, the Black Widow. We think she's an amazing character. We think Scarlett Johansson's portrayal of her is amazing. She's a lead Avenger and has amazing stories in her own right to tell that we think would be fun to turn into a standalone franchise. 
Um, so basically, and just to kind of, this might go into my second point, but Marvel Studios only has one other female-centric led feature on their schedule, which is Captain, Amar- uh, Captain Marvel, which is set for release March 8th, 2019. Um, the upcoming Ant-Man sequel, though, will have um, The Wasp, which they kind of alluded to in one of the, the deleted scenes or the after credit scenes, rather. Love Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. Is that her name? She, yeah. yeah. She's, she's amazing. I loved her on Lost. Uh, Lost is probably my fa- favorite television show of all time, um, and she was great on that. But, yeah, I think she's going to be fantastic as the Wasp. But I want to kind of circle back to this Black Widow thing. Um, mm-hmm. So from the surface, like, as and I, gotta, I can only speak from a guy. I'm like, okay, she's not that powerful. Like, yes, yeah, she kicks ass, but it's like I don't want to say I'm a feminist per se, <laughs> but, like, I'm, I'm all for – both boys and girls like loving comics, loving comic book movies, like yeah. just so to me, it's like, you know, and I grew up, like I said, you know, in the 90s. So a lot of like the drawings and stuff, totally unrealistic, you know, tiny waist, huge boobs, like, you know, butt cheeks hanging out of all their costumes. And now it's kind of been dialed back to be more accepting, more girl power. Um, and I think that's like a really, really good thing. Um, as yeah, far because as it's more opportunities for you to get laid. Well, I don't know. What you're I can, to say I can that. explain that. Yeah, could you? Could I, you explain I like that, that reasoning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll go yeah, to that. Yeah, you could do my take. Yeah, go, go, KB, go for <laughs> okay. it. So, so you know, from from my take on this is, you know, it's a good thing that Marvel is doing this with Black Widow and, um, you know, in uh, Captain Marvel, um, the Marvel universe and the comics now is really changing over to the female audience. The 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 latest reboot of Marvel, we've seen Wolverine change into a female character. You know, um, huh. we it's now Laura Kinney. Um, you know, we've seen Thor change it to a female character, which is now Jane Foster, so which is Thor's girlfriend from the movies. When you say change, do you mean just like, kind like, of handing you know, over the, the torch? Uh, type in thing? different ways, gotcha. in different ways. So, so their books are now titled Wolverine. The Wolverine book is now <coughs> Laura Kinney. Damn. Thor is now Jane Foster. Miss um, Marvel was changed from a blonde hair, like Jeff, like you were just describing, yeah. a blonde hair bombshell yeah. mm-hmm. to a Indian teenage girl. <laughs> wow. Named Kamala Khan. So, Marvel is doing a lot of things to reach other different audiences other than your typical 20, you know, 18 to 30-year-old geek. Yeah. You know, um, the new, all different, all new Avengers. You now have Nova and uh, Miss Marvel in that group. And they are teenagers. They're kids within the group. So, since when did the, did the Avengers have children, yeah. teenagers in the group trying to dr- juggle high school and family and things like that? Um, also, to uh, Angela, Queen of Hell lesbians they are her girlfriend so <laughs> it's a lesbian relationship i gotta start reading these comics uh the new extraordinary x-men Iceman is now gay you know so marvel is expanding its social thoughts it, it, yeah. it, it, it's reaching out to so many other people which is making what we were thought of as being geeks in the past now cool wow and that's an amazing thing yeah th- th- there's and, a paradigm and, and, shift and, there. and there's a paradigm shift there and women, it's now approachable for women, where before it really wasn't. Uh, you know, between the things like Comic-Cons and the shows and the movies. Thank you, Marvel, for yeah. bringing this out because now we're bringing the inner geek out of women. And now, as guys, we have more to talk about with them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> y- you know, y- you go to a show and you say, wow, you know, there's a hot girl. And w- what is she doing? <laughs> you know, she- she's uh, cosplaying. You know what I mean? So yeah. y- you're thinking all these hot girls aren't into this stuff, but some of them really are. You know, and it, it just shows you it's what's on people's insides rather than the outside. Yeah, you know, I like that. Well, and I, I don't want to just like toot Marvel's horn though. Too, no, 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 no. Because DC no. is DC's doing, doing some good stuff yeah, too. And you we know, won't stop to there, the listener. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not necessarily Marvel centric. I'm actually yeah. a big bigger fan 
of the DC comics and the D- DC television shows, but I think Marvel is just killing it in the film universe. Yeah. So. But it, it raises the point, though, I, I, again, with the female characters coming into the fold to reach out to the broader audience, you know. Oh, absolutely. Like, yep. just, you know, and, and that's the thing. I think, you know, they have the Holy Trinity, uh, or the Trinity yep. in uh, DC. It's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Those are the three most powerful heroes in the DC universe, supposedly. But it's like that's one of their premier characters yeah. is Wonder Woman. And Marvel's looking for that character. Right. Like, that, that's where yep. I think Marvel's kind of lacking. So maybe they're trying to do that with the Black Widow. Yeah. Maybe they're going to do that with Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, so any other thoughts as far as um, as far as female empowerment as far as and again Joe from your perspective you're not a comic book fan but how do you think they handle um, and again I think personally in the, the the film universe how do you think they they handle the the female characters in the the Marvel film universe um, <clears throat> I mean I would say so far so good there there haven't been too many yet but you can tell they're just getting into that they're trying to create like I noticed it in, in particular with the Wasp. They're trying to get females out there quicker, like Scarlet Witch. Um, I do like that. What it's I like what it's turning into. I like how they're adding more women. And it's not just same with Panther. Like besides uh, Falcon, you didn't see many oh, we black didn't guys. Even talk about yeah, black we didn't even talk. Yeah, we, we didn't even hit that talk topic. About that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we can talk about that. We'll, we'll get there. And but, War Machine. Uh, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. It's true. We, well, yep. and that's that's another point I wanted to make uh, from Captain America: Civil War. But um, my thought is, I think depending on how she's being written, because if you look at she was in well Iron Man two, mm-hmm. and there was kind of an introduction, but it was kind of like a little bit more sexual based. In the second Avengers movie, uh, Age of Ultron, she's basically a love interest for the Hulk, and. Uh, but like yeah, in the Winter that. Soldier and in Civil War, she's badass. She's she probably kicks more ass than any other hero well, as far as from a hand to hand yeah capability. I, I think that's what's that that's what is nice about these women is they're still sexy to us, but at the same time they're empowering to women. Yep, and that's attractive on both both ends. Right. Oh you yeah, know, you, you can look amazing and you can kick some yeah. ass. Yeah, so it's empowering and sexy at the same time. Yep, I wanted to um on. Black, as far as Black Widow is concerned, throughout all these movies she's been in, I see she fights some admirable opponents. Do you think, I mean, not to get too deep, but do you yeah. think that there's more in her than, than just a uh, regular female fighting? If she can put up a fight with a Winter Soldier, is there something in her? Not to, I'm not going to throw out, you know, there's a serum in her, or she, you know what I mean? I don't even know where to go with this. Yeah, but no, I, I, and I think I know what you're saying. I don't know if it's necessarily like some type of, uh, you know, either serum or bionic implant or anything like that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's more and they kind of hinted at it um, in the Age of Ultron. And they they talked a little bit about more on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. And mm-hmm. you, you watch that more than I do. Yep. But correct me if I'm wrong. But basically, it's like kind of like this almost like this farm that kind of like trains women yep, yeah. or these girls to be like a, so I think she's just, she's been through like this rigorous training program gotcha. from the time mm-hmm. she was a child. So she just has yeah. these skills and, you know, think back to the, f- the flashbacks from Ultron when Scarlet, Witch was putting those images in her head. Yeah. Right. Right. The, the, the red room. Was yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was one of those things where I think it was more cause I, I and again, my memory's hazy with that. The training is brutal. Yeah. So I, I but did they do, didn't they do a, uh, an episode of agents of shield. Did they talk about, it or did they do it somewhere else? That they, I they, they didn't hint on her character, but they did go to that place. And, uh, they were in fact with the howling commandos. Okay. And they went in there. So was that, it was, what, it was it was pre it was like pre it was with um Sharon uh, it was, uh, uh, so Peggy it wasn't Carter. Shield then it was it was, it was uh, Agent it was, Carter yeah it was 
Agent so, Carter. So basically they have, uh, and just I don't know if how familiar you are, but they have the, the Agent Carter show, which focuses on uh, Peggy Carter starting S.H.I.E.L.D. from the events of Captain America, the first Avenger, the first Captain America I saw movie. season one. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't really get too much into that show, but then they have the, after Phil Coulson dies, they have a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV mm-hmm. show, which explains him being resurrected Just and him phenomenal. essentially leading S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so they, they, it was during the, the uh, Peggy Carter series yeah. uh, that they, okay. So they, they introduced the whole Black Widow mythos. Yeah, the, 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 myth, the, the mytho behind it, yeah. Okay. I am a, I'm a little disappointed they didn't uh, incorporate Peggy more into the films. Like, she obviously had two seasons of that show. But um, I would have liked to see her in a central role, not as an old lady in Winter... Uh, maybe maybe some more flashbacks or yeah, something. Something of. to really tie her back to Cap more. Well, yep. the, the interesting thing was, you know, her and uh, uh, Cap and... Uh, what was Anissa's name again? Uh, uh, Sharon. Sharon Carter. Sharon yeah, Carter. like, that, that whole kiss on... Another spoiler. Uh, you know, that, that whole kiss and, and like, wh- where did that come from? Isn't that kind of weird? Well, like, so in the comic books, he's... So it's, it was I was reading about this, too. Back in the day, they retconned it, but it used to be Peggy Carter's daughter, Sharon, and then her and Cap start a relationship. So he basically goes from the mother to the daughter. Okay, even grosser. Yeah, <laughs> but what they did was they, they retconned it to say that she was, you know, a the niece. Um, and I think I think the way they kind of hint at it, like even though Peggy Carter is, you know, a, a romantic interest for Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. you know, basically they never did anything. Like he kissed her no. and then he crashed his you know the plane and he was frozen then total bummer yeah Yeah. you know it was like oh i could have gotten late if i just stayed behind yeah uh, that's all i kept thinking but but now you know now he's got and that that probably was one of my favorite scenes of the movie was like he kisses her and then you see you cut to the back of the car the car with the winter soldier and and falcon and they're just like yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just, that was such a great comedic. Yeah, moment. There, there were there were some, there were some good little comedic, comedic moments in there that were which were a lot more than I thought were going to be in that flick. They, they weren't as standout though. You yeah, know, it's not right. like Avengers were like Hulk punches Thor. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Or puny God. Well, you know what I mean? Like they weren't like that, but they were subtle and they were nice and they were they were just enough for the movie. Yep. Yeah, I, the, the only the thing that I think closest to that was when Ant Man shrunk down and tried to th- throw uh, Black Widow down and. Uh, she ended up firing her her widow yeah. bite, and he ended up flying and <laughs> yeah. sliding against the, the airplane. I thought that was that was quite funny. Um, so yeah, let's talk about uh, Black Panther a little bit then, since we kind of alluded to it earlier. Yeah. Um, he, I, I think, besides it being Captain America's movie, and by you know default Iron Man's movie, the introduction of Spidey was great. But I also loved loved the introduction of the Black Panther in the in this movie. Um, any, what are your thoughts? Anybody uh, want to jump in first? And oh, it was just great. It was great to see the introduction. It, it was a good. A lot of times they'll hint at a character in some of these movies, but like this was like, wow, we got a really good, solid intro. We got some origin in a way, yep. talking about his ancestors and how you know the Black Panthers always you know protected his country, Wakanda, yeah, and about his dad and like all of this stuff. And you're just like, wow, this is really good material. So if I'm the common fan of Marvel. I'm going into that Black Panther movie knowing a good amount about the character, right. not somebody who just read the comic book and and you know has to w- rely on that. And there know. was that cool shot. Uh, and Joe, actually, Joe, before I jump into that, what what do you think? Uh, your thoughts on? I liked it. That was a character you could rush. I think everyone wanted to see him right away, yeah. and everyone sort of knew he was going to be like this, uh, the son of a, of a king. Um, so I think it, that they could rush uh, his story because his world already exists. It's been mentioned before. Yeah. I think in Avengers 2. Ultron, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I love that. I like where it's going to go. And uh, not to 
bring up the end again, but um, the end of Civil War, Bucky's frozen on Wakanda. So what are they going to do with that with the Panther movie? Right. Maybe maybe Winter Soldier is going to be maybe something happens and they have to unfreeze him or whatever. Because, you know, again, spoiler alert at the end, one of the mid credit scenes, Winter Soldier uh, loses his arm. Um, and so he's got his, his metal arm is gone. Um, so it's this whole thing. It's really, really good. Um, the fact that they're, they're freezing him in Wakanda. Black Panthers had a change of heart. We, we also got to see his compassion. Yes. In the end. Yes. I, I, and I loved I love love that. that. Love that line, too. So basically. What yeah uh, for those listening, basically, he's talking about Zemo's talking about his vengeance, uh, Tony's vengeance, Cap's vengeance, Winter Soldier's vengeance. Everybody just has this vendetta to avenge, and and he just ha- you know T'Challa just happens to let it go. He's like I'm, yep. I'm through letting this vengeance consume me. It's consumed you. It's consumed them. And it's just like that is such it's a like, cool yep. change I, of a pace. Enough's enough, people. Yeah, <laughs> he but, seems very self-aware. Like. You know, something bad happens. He immediately, immediately is just like, "Wait a second, there's something wrong with this." Yeah. Whereas, like somebody, like somebody reckless, like Tony, would just be like, "Well, I, I think that it comes from his political exactly. background and his family background, and, which and they kind of hinted to." And he's not very much. He said he's not very diplomatic, but yeah. then his father tells him he he, he he thinks that he is. He is what he is, and I yeah. think that's that's another good like callback to it. Like you know, his father's dead, and um, so there's that. But um, my other favorite thing um. About my other favorite thing about that is that, um, you know, there's a scene where he's fighting Winter Soldier um, on the rooftop, and uh, the there's a helicopter and it starts firing at him, mm-hmm. and he just kind of looks up and the bullets are like bouncing off of him and stuff like that, and that's that's kind of cool because you don't realize it, but his suit is made out of the same material that Captain America's shield is made out of, yes. so that's. Um, there's so many good things. The claws, so that means you know when he does claw mm-hmm. the shield, the claw marks are there. There are so many like good like emotional um, periods in this movie, just like mm-hmm. emotional beats that just like tug at your heartstrings. Yeah. And everybody who you know who sees Civil War can go and watch that Black Panther movie. And, yeah, and, and it, they'll be right in, right in there, there with that. Fall right in. Um, anything else you want to talk about Captain America before we move on? Maybe to our second news piece. I think we can move on to the second news piece. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, second news piece, um, the Russos are going to be talking Avengers if Infinity War star, and they reveal Captain Marvel will appear. So this also comes from SuperheroHype.com. Uh, the press tour for the Captain America Civil War continues, and that means one thing. News about everything coming up in the MCU. Speaking with Deadline, directors Anthony and Joe Russo spoke about their work on the upcoming Avengers Infinity War, saying shooting will begin before the end of the year. Um, so, a quote from them, or Joe Russo says, we already started them a couple months ago. We had to. We start shooting in November, two movies back to back. So we need two scripts, ASAP, and we probably started working on them six months ago. Anthony added, as soon as we got into, as soon as we got into post on this movie, we gave ourselves a few weeks to transition, and then we spent half the days with the writers and half in the edit room for months. We'll get the first draft of both scripts when this movie opens. So they also conducted a uh, question and answer at the Smithsonian Institute uh, via comic book where they listed off some of the characters set to appear in the film and mentioned none other than Captain Marvel by name. When asked to clarify, one of the brothers reportedly joked, um, Captain Marvel, totally different character. So basically, the Captain Marvel solo film is actually going to be sandwiched before the between the two Infinity war movie so we're going to have avengers three part one essentially 
then a Captain Marvel movie, and then Avengers 3 Part 2. So my, my thought is, do you think that maybe they won't show Captain Marvel in Part 1 until the, her solo movie comes out, and then show her in Part 2? Or do you think they're going to do something kind of like what they did with the Black Panther, and then introduce her in the Avengers, and then go into more origin-specific in her movie? I, I think they need to introduce her. I, I think uh, the mainstream audience is not as familiar with Captain Marvel as they are with most other Marvel characters. So I think you want to do something similar to Black Panther where you introduce her and hopefully we get that same thing that we got with Black Panther in Civil War, which was basically, you know, the introduction. So people know who, who she is and what she does um, and, and what what part of her comic book story are they going to use? Yeah. I, you I you mean, know, it, it, it's interesting to see that. It, well, and, and they're going with the, the Carol Danvers. So, yeah, it's, yes. it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they, you know, if they introduce her in the first Avengers, the next Avengers movie before her own. Or if I wonder if she's even might, they might even just do like kind of like a, a little tag where she shows up kind of like Spider-Man. Well, because right now I know in the Marvel in the Marvel universe, re, universe reading her comic, too, is that she, you know, she commands a space station that monitors all alien traffic. You know, so is, is that going to be part of this? I'm wondering if they, they, you know what, and think about that. In space, I'm wondering if they're going to do something with the Nova Corps, if they're going to do any like kind of overlapping between yes. Guardians, because that would be cool. Even if, because is, is the next Guardians movie coming out before? I think the next Guardians movie is coming I, out. I, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the full list. Yeah, I think I think Guardians is coming out within the next year or so. I, my my only concern with this is is just reading kind of what they're saying about pumping out the scripts. Is I'm hoping it's not a little rushed. Right. Right. You know. Well, and then if anything, but they've done a good job so far. Yeah, they haven't far let us down. So with Winter Soldier, <laughs> Marvel Winter Soldier, has done a great and, job. And, and Civil War, I think you know the Russo brothers, as far as directing it, helming it. They're doing fantastic. Well, they're doing another. F- I, I read today. I, I was. I think it was on IGN that the Russo brothers are actually doing another flick in between. Really? They're doing a, with a Chinese company. Okay, so maybe to like cleanse their palate a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. Universe. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's smart too. That's I, smart. I too. do think they're getting smarter as far as <clears throat> there's n- there really haven't been too many shitty movies in a while. I mean, they've been consistent. Uh, the, the the last few Civil War Ant Man I don't know what's before that yeah we we always ask what's our favorite Marvel movie yeah. but what's our worst oh that's a great question um it's a tough one if you think about it uh, of this of, yeah. of these phases that we've seen so far I'm gonna say well it depends are we talking about the actual Marvel universe because do we count the Hulk movies no 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 we just count like okay. from Captain America or the first one. Uh, for well, Iron for, Man was the first. Well, one. okay, yeah. So from the Iron from, from Man, Iron Man, all the Marvel Studios specific films. Yes. Yeah, Joe, you want to say uh, something? I would think uh, one of the Thors, if not both, and yeah. uh, Iron Man three. Iron Man three for me, I think. I would was probably the say one. Iron Man three as was, well. Um, Thor two, Dark World. I think I wasn't a big fan. The first Thor I liked, I because again an origin story. I think it was kind of cool. Um, to me, Thor Dark World had too much Cat uh, Dennings. I think she she had no, she I I think she's gorgeous. I don't mind Kat Dennings. No, I, I like love her. I love her. Big tits. Yeah. The, well, <laughs> there you go. The, the the boobs and the DSL. It, it was a bit more comedic than some of the other ones. Well, just it's like her humor is just you know it's it's kind of like it almost became like her show, and I was like, no. And, and I think the 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 whole portal thing of sifting through. Yeah, it was a little much. It, what's interesting is how they've been tying all these Marvel movies to Agents of Shield. A lot of them. Well, that's that's, it, that's the other thing. The overlap. So, so yeah. So like the. I think it's is it next week's episode is of Agents of Shield is going to tie into Civil War. Yeah, or is it or is it or or is it the week or is it the finale? There's uh, one that's tying in this to Civil yeah, War. Yeah, I mean it might be. So we're recording this on a Tuesday. We're going to release this uh, on Friday. Um, so I'm thinking uh, 
It might be tonight. It might be. It might be tonight. It might, might be tonight. Um, so to kind of wrap up, because we're, we're, we're going to be closing out, um, I want to introduce one more segment that we're going to be doing, and it's going to be called The Final Countdown. So we have a little bit of theme music for it. Yes, it is the final countdown. So this is going to be every week we're going to do kind of a list, um, list format, the top five, top ten, top eight, uh, different types of topics. Um, for today, since this is the, is the inaugural show, um, I just pulled up a list from comicvine.com. And I think some of these are uh, really stupid, but I want to read them anyway. Uh, these are ten things we learned about Spider-Man in Civil War. Ten? Okay. Yeah, so <clears throat> number ten. This Peter Parker lives in Queens. In the comics, Peter grew up in Forest Hill, Queens. So is that something we learned? I kind of already knew that, but I don't know. For, for those that aren't fans of the comics. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Okay. Um, number nine, Tony Stark knows Peter has powers. Stark hasn't been an active member of the Avengers, so it makes sense he would have time and could keep an eye out if someone <laughs> with special abilities popped up. With Stark's resources, he could easily track down the identity and location of a kid that's new to the world of heroes and secret identities. It, what, do we, what do we think of that? It, it makes sense for the, for the upcoming storyline. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's written perfectly. And we kind of touched upon this one. Number eight, Peter made his own webbing and web shooters. Spider-Man has always been brilliant. The idea of natural webbing, as seen in the original Spider-Man trilogy, is a little gross. True. By having Peter create a formula for the webbing, he'll be able to continue making more and not have to rely on anyone. Well, that's kind of a given. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven, uh, Stark wants to give Spidey an upgrade. In Civil War, Peter had been fighting crime in a makeshift outfit. Joe, you kind of referenced this a little yep. earlier. Uh, when he makes his debut before the big fight in the airport scene, he has a fancy new suit with a new lo logo for the movies. He also has a utility belt as well, which I don't know if you noticed that. Um, I so didn't notice the belt. Well, that's, no. I, we could save that for later. As far as what the... Uh, the, the, the utility belt, because it's part of the countdown. Oh, okay. You can better see. Kevin, KB <laughs> knows this better than I do. Uh, so Somebody's going to keep up yeah, with you. Apparently. Number six, Aunt May doesn't know Peter Parker is Spider-Man. This is usually the case of different incarnations we've had yeah. over the years. Aunt May is very protect protective of Peter, and he she, he says she'd freak out if she knew. But Aunt May is also young enough to date. She's not home enough to watch right, Peter. That's, that's a great question. So. That's a great, that's a great mm. comment right there. I'm pretty thrilled that she's a hot Aunt May for yeah. once. Well, I you know, did anybody see The Wrestler? She was <laughs> yeah. good in The Wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Okay, number number five here. Peter had his power for about six months. I think that was also mentioned earlier. There's no origin here. We'll likely see it in the 2017 Spider-Man Homecoming movie. God, I hope not. Peter says, quote, unquote, it's a long story. Hopefully the story and retelling of his origin won't be too long in the next movie. Peter tells Tony he wants to help those in need. Again, very. I, I, I really hope that that's the case. Yeah. And we've I, seen I, enough of that. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, this is again. This one ties to what Joe was talking about a little bit before. Uh, number four, Spider-Man is easily distracted. He's new to this world of superpowers. In the middle of the airport fight in Civil War, he can't help but be in awe of the heroes. Again, because of the distractions with his powers, he's got to wear those makeshift goggles. Obviously, Tony helps him out uh, there. Um, one of the other things, number three, that I actually really like, Spider-Man's strength is shown. This is something that we yes. that often varies in the comics. He has the quote-unquote proportional strength of a spider. And maybe that's not clear enough for some writers. It was fantastic to see him do some heavy lifting and deliver some hefty blows, capturing that car, you know, in the in the YouTube video, the the plane or the, the jet bridge falling down and, and just picking it up. And yeah, yeah. I, d I don't like how he 
sort of just cradled Bucky's punch, like, without an issue. He was kind of just like, whoa, what, you're punching me? Caught his knuckle. Yeah. Yeah. And then was, like, spitballing with him, being funny. I don't like that. I think Winter Soldier's arm's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, you know, and again, yeah, it depends, again, where they draw the line of how yeah. strong And I still like the more agile Spider-Man, not the more badass kind of in-your-face. Yep. You're not the Punisher. Right. You right. know what I mean? Like well, and that <laughs> yeah. that both, both ties into number two, and Joe, yeah. you're going to love this. Spider-Man makes a lot of jokes and quips. In the comics, Spidey would make jokes to cover his nervousness and to annoy slash distract his enemies. It looks like this Spidey does the exact same thing. It was mm-hmm. good. I, I loved I loved, I loved the uh, The character the was played well. The humor yeah. was he, great. He acted like a kid. It, it was good. <coughs> and then number one, I don't have a drum roll yet. We'll get there. Uh, Spider-Man gets an upgraded web shooter from Stark at the end of the film. So, again, uh, spoiler alert, but at the, the last scene, there's a mid-credit scene with the Winter Soldier, but the last scene after the credits roll, it shows uh, this new web shooter has the spider signal. Yep. So in the comic books, that would actually come from his utility belt, but now it looks like it's going to come from okay, his, so his I, web I, I Okay, so I was not into it at that time. Yeah. So what is the pur- purpose of the spider signal? So the idea behind it... Um, it was originally, like I said, it originally appeared on his belt, but basically what he would do is when he'd be crawling on the walls in the dark alleys and stuff like that, and there was a mugger, the light would turn on. Kind of like So a, it's just kind of like, kinda I'm like warning a, you. Yeah, kind of like a bat signal to scare the, the, the thug or the would-be yeah. thief and just like, now he's captured. Except on a smaller level. He's captured in yeah. the spider's web. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, any uh, any other closing comments uh, or any anything we discussed today that you want to kind of... Didn't really like the... The spider uh, light there, the warning light. You weren't a fan. It, of it. It's too Batman. It's like Bat- yeah. Batman's had that f- for a number of movies. I don't think they need that, but what do I know? Well, you know, you know. Actually, <laughs> I, quite I, a I lot. also kind of feel like in 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 this, it, it kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, I think I think we'll see. Uh, hopefully, here's why. But here's why it doesn't make it. a lot of sense is that. Okay, so you're with with the spider belt that he's using and this spider symbol. So he does this, you know, like you said, in an alley. You know, taking mm-hmm. on a mugger. Is that what he's going to be doing in his next movie? Like, just taking on muggers? Well, is like, 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 is it... Uh, what is the purpose of this? If if he's already kind of passed that point and working with Tony Stark and getting into this bigger stuff already, what, is yeah. he going to be doing that? I I don't know. Unless it, unless they do some cut scenes of him, like, as far as in between the maybe, villains and whatnot. Maybe, yeah, so, maybe. So, yeah. so is that extra scene really... Yeah. Mm. Is that necessary? Not yeah. really. Yeah. I do wonder what angle they'll go with. Like in this Spider-Man movie. Who knows? Yeah. Well, that's something that our listeners can can hope to hear as we continue to go along and, and uh, mm-hmm. record these podcasts. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up right now because we're almost at the hour mark. Um, I just want to point out uh, what I like to do is I kind of want to just like plug certain things. So uh, my my Instagram and Twitter, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, it's jfree82. That's J-F-R-E-E-8-2 at both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Joe. Um, um, KB doesn't want doesn't really have any of that social media stuff yet uh, besides his Facebook, but I don't know if he wants to give that out. Um, so I'll, I'll, just, I'll go over to Joe. Do you, any uh, any social media stuff you want to plug your website? Yep. If uh, you guys are into uh, um, comedy, uh, you know, rude, crude comedy, go to the Whatever Bro Podcast fan page on Facebook or WhateverBroFilms.com. Um, we make funny videos, and we do our podcast every uh, Tuesday, and Wednesday. W- yeah, so it's it's recorded on Tuesday, released whatever Wednesday. bro Wednesday. Um, I'm gonna hopefully start releasing these out, even though we're recording tonight. I think I'm gonna release it on Friday, so you can start the weekend with your geek friend. And with that, I just want to say uh, 
keep listening to this podcast, Whatever Bro Podcast, and all the other great stuff on 59 Media. And we'll catch you all next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff.